gets the ball from Landon, gives it right back to Landon, here's Landon, Landon for De Rosario, back out front, here's Landon, he's got a chance, go, go! Twenty-five stories that made MLS season two, episode one. You're hearing that clip. You heard Landon, 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 Landon. So I wonder who this episode's about, man. I'm Nital Ramen, by the way. I'm Tudor Ramen. This is uh, episode one, specifically on the first twenty-five to get into the MLS Hall of Fame. Ooh. And uh, yeah, if you're going to talk a Major League Soccer Hall of Fame, the first name in is Landon Donovan. For sure, 100%. I don't know, man. It's a hot take. I don't think he makes it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, Before we jump in, let's remind everyone, because this is the first episode, and we got to assume that not everyone listened to the... to the uh, Season one. Not everyone listened to season one, but not or everyone listened. Or the uh, teaser that we did. Yeah, the teaser. And so, what is this What is this series about? So, we Major League Soccer doesn't have a Hall of Fame. Right, so US and it is only 25 years old. Yeah, and U.S. Soccer has one. So this series is about if Major League Soccer opened a Hall of Fame today, what are the first 25 people that get into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, what's this first class? The first class. So this is the Hall of Fame first class. And um, a few rules just so and, – and Landon will get in regardless of what the rules are. But like he as really we go would. down the he list – really He really would. He really would. As we go down the list, here are the first few rules. One is, um, this is about Major League Soccer performance only. Right. Like, U.S. soccer, international business stuff, how much, like how famous you are, does not matter. Maybe only, even your coaching career after your player career. Yeah, yeah. Club legend in terms of, like, played for one club for a really long time, it doesn't really matter that much. What matters is on-field performance, right? Um, Stats. Two is being an MLS for a really long time is a positive. Um, but not a guarantee. Not a guarantee. Um, being really, really, really good, even if for a short period of time, is a positive. So like MVP trophies, MLS best 11s matter a lot here. The example um, I like to use, Joseph Martinez on a long enough timeline probably gets in. Yes. Uh, he's only played three seasons. Well, the third season he's hurt. Yeah. Crazy numbers, but not enough years in the league to justify him. Yeah. Choice. Yeah. And um, and uh, uh, awards matter, obviously, um, as do trophies. They matter just like they would in any Hall of Fame thing. Current players are available, but we have to assume that not a single minute more, other than like what they have today, not a single more minute they... they we're not assuming they play one more minute of MLS, right? Oh, and so current players. Okay, yeah, I got you. You mean um, they're still playing now? Yeah, got it. All right, they're 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 eligible, but like we have to assume as of today, they don't play another minute of MLS. Are right. there is their stats good enough? If to get they into made MLS? an announcement to retire right now, yeah, yeah, okay. and and this is the first class, first twenty five. That means if if your player doesn't make it on the list eventually. That doesn't mean that they're not a Hall of Fame caliber player from Major League Soccer. There's mm-hmm. a lot of players that we think are Hall of Fame players that don't end up making this list. This just happens to be the 25 that we agreed on. This is the 25 that we would say are the first 25 they get let in, yeah. right? And and the first person is Landon Donovan, right? So 
and that's what this episode is about. I um, mean, he's only my he's only my favorite player ever. Yeah. But let's let's go over the stats. Just yeah. to remind everybody. Here, here's and, and and when we do these episodes, well, there'll be a little bit of um a structure to it just so you guys are aware that's a little bit different than the first season. One is we'll talk about the qualifications on why they're in the Hall of Fame. Then we'll go into the story. The story part will feel a little bit more familiar um, in terms of we'll talk about the player and and how their career went and hopefully tap into some things that you might not know. Um, Then we're going to go into what are they doing today? Because unless they're still playing, um, we'll talk a little bit about that. And we'll close actually with uh, Nito's favorite uh, moment of that player, right? Which is, I think, a, a unique take. And then closing closing thoughts, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going the safe route here. Yeah. I'm saying it's my opinion at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it's my opinion. So Not... no one's like, you left this out. I'm like, no, man. Like, it's just it's just a thought. It's yeah. nothing more than that. Cool. So here are the qualifications for Landon Donovan. Um, <laughs> most of you already know this stuff, but it's, it's worth repeating. This guy is, I mean, the Michael Jordan of Major League Soccer. I mean, there's no doubt about it. People have said that before, yeah. I, you know what? Like during um, during quarantine, with uh, the Last Dance documentary coming out, mm-hmm. I saw a video from Major League Soccer that said David Beckham was Jordan and is Landon Donovan his Pippin. And I gotta say that's a just garbage. Disrespect. Garbage. Absolutely. Absolute that's, that's disrespect. Garbage. <laughs> that's garbage, man. Um, no doubt, Landon Donovan is the Michael Jordan of our league. That's... Um, and here's here's the reason why, right? So he won. I'll, I'll return the disrespect. I'll say Beckham is Steve Kerr. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not even the Pippin. That's, that's Robbie Keane. Um, yeah. And so like, um, all right. So here here are some the qualifications. He uh, the guy has won six MLS cups. Yeah. Right. Five with the Galaxy. One with San Jose. Correct. No. Uh, oh, sorry. Two with San Jose. With San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. He's got one open cup. He's got two supporter, supporter shields. He has 14 consecutive all-star nods. Six MLS best 11s. It's tied for first place of all time. He won a golden boot in 2008. He won mm-hmm. an MVP in 2009. The MVP trophy, by the way, is called the... Landon Donovan MVP Award? The Landon Donovan MVP Award. It's named after him. Oh, man. I actually got that right. It was uh, Landon Donovan something. Yeah. Um, he's the all-time leader in assists with 136. Um, he's second in goals with 144. He was originally number one until, um... Until Wando broke it. Until Wando yeah. broke it. And that was last year. And, um, and he's a, one of two players, I think, that is in the 100-100 club of 100 goals, 100 assists. Hmm. I mean, those are all, all, like, those are the best numbers that you'll see of any player in this league. Right. And it probably will be like that for a while, to be honest. Um, Goal-scoring threat. He's a one-man counter. Attack, distributor, creator. Really well-known for his fitness. Like winning the beep test all the time. Also pretty funny um, in commercials in general. So. I'd say so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the qualifications speak for themselves. Anything you want to add there? I mean, we gotta. We here's the hard part about this. We have to keep it MLS. Yeah, we're not talking U.S. soccer at all. That's another. But I mean, full podcast on on, on the down low. We all know how much he means 
I'll start. Uh, I can't go into it. I can't go into yeah, it. Yeah, we're not. The we're things not going I would that. add would be like he's everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. So um, here here's the story of Landon. I mean, if you want to say a few things about Yuasaka, it's fine. But like, no, this, man. Okay. No, no. no. The story of Landon starts stay on track. Starts back in California. He uh, he grew up in the Redlands region. Um, son of a teacher, and especially in the early part of his life, he was like the son of a, a single parent. Um, and uh, he picked up soccer actually from his older brother Josh. Um, he started playing around six or seven, and he was I mean immediately known. You could tell by the way he played the game, that he was a special talent. Like, it was a natural-born talent. Mm -hmm. Um, In the youth tournaments, he was dominating um, almost immediately. He ends up playing club soccer um, for a club called the Cal Heat. It's a a club team that's most of the Latino players. I mean, um, Landon, as you know, is, like, fluent in Spanish, and this is part of the place that he picked it up. Mm -hmm. Um, Dominates there. He dominates in high school. He eventually gets picked up by the ODP program, the Olympic Development Program at 15, which basically is scouting for like the best players across the country at, at the youth levels to represent the USA at U15, U16, U17 levels eventually, right? Yeah. The one thing to call about here is, and we talk a little about it in season one when we talked about academies and like how MLS academies are now like a huge development. Back then, there were no MLS academies, right? So, right. There's even an article that came out recently on MLSsoccer.com, and the title is Landon saying, I just happened. I wasn't developed. Yeah. And I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, I mean, he was part of club teams, and he's, but like in terms of like, you know, focus development that you get on a yeah, single based academy. On, based on what development means today. Yeah. 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 And, and and the other thing is, like, club is pay to play, right? So, I mean, Landon's family, like a single mom, his mom was a um, spe- uh, special education teacher, so it's not a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. Club soccer costs money. Um, does, going to yeah. ODP games costs money and traveling, you know, like, and, and he was traveling a lot. Like in the 97-98 season for ODP, playing for the U16, U17 teams, he played in 27 games, you know, traveling around, scoring 23 goals and assisting in 12 more. I mean, he was really, really good, a very obvious talent. But like, just to reiterate, like, how different it is now if you're by an MLS academy that you don't necessarily have to pay for the academy in most cases, and you don't necessarily have to always be traveling on your own, um... But it was certainly the case for him. Like right? something like a Generation D didn't exist at the time, you know. Um, I think it was called Project Forty. Oh, we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did. It did exist uh, back then. But that, that's that's a mechanism to sign people into Major League Soccer, not right. an academy system. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then, then at at seventeen, he gets. I mean, at sixteen, he gets signed at into project 2010 which again we've done um it's a curious report right yeah the curious report um it's Braden and Braden. they made a Braden academy where they're basically recruiting the best 16 year olds across the country mm-hmm. for the first time ever to now all be in one school one location to train together go to school together and in Bradenton, florida and this is the first class that they recruit for and it's a class that's with demarcus beasley, beasley yeah Bobby Convey, Gooch, Kyle Beckerman, like really, I mean, just a, an all 
all-level class, right, right, of players. And the team plays a lot of games together. They do really, really well. But, like, it's very clear Landon is a star, even then, right? He's so he's so good, he's called up for the U23 teams as, like, a 16-year-old. You know, like, and he's in a tournament in Europe playing, uh, and they're scouts, like European scouts that are well aware of him as 16, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some of the big ones like Man U and Arsenal, they're looking uh, at him. But the most aggressive club looking at him was the Bayer Leverkusen, uh, who end up offering him a six-year deal, you know, six-figure salary. Um, and he takes it, at, I think, like if he was either 16 or he just turned 17 years old, right? Which is crazy. Which sounds complicated. What do you mean? Based on what we talked about before, I mean, wait. So how how did how did this happen? Because um, we talked about like Alfonso Davies and how he had to wait till he was eighteen to like move over to Bayern Munich. Or Freddie Adu waited yeah, until eighteen Freddy, to yeah. go to Benfica. Um, yeah, good question. So the rule that you're talking about is called FIFA Article Article 19, and it's uh, specifically protecting minor players. So that no um, no international transfer is allowed um, to a different country if a player is under the age of all 18. of Europe counts as one place though. unless unless you're unless you're European and then you have an exception between the ages of 16 to 18. So mm-hmm. that's how Pulisic got signed to Dortmund. He has um, a Croatian passport. Right. That's how Reyna got signed to Dortmund. I think he is a Portuguese passport, if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Um, so that they count as European, so they could sign earlier. That's why Davies had to wait till he was 18, and, and Freddie Adu had to wait till he was 18. I, I don't have a good answer for this. Um, really? Yeah, and so this happened back in 99, early 1999. I do know... Do you think it just didn't exist back then? I, I, I was trying to find out when Article 19 was implemented. Yeah. Um, I could not figure out the date, so if any listeners know, please please let us know. Wow, that's like a first. Yeah, but I do know <laughs> the first time it was challenged was in 2005. Okay. Right, so like where I think a team in Spain was trying to get a... Uh, Paraguayan um, 16 year old on their team mm-hmm. and uh, the the courts denied it based on article 19 so I know I know the rule has been in effect since at least 2005 and I think you know if you look at the Freddie Adu like at least 2004 2003 maybe in 99 it didn't exist yet I, I don't have a great answer for that all right it's a good question though but he gets there obviously. he gets there we and all it's know a this six-year deal right yeah it's a six-year deal now Bayer Leverkusen um, if you follow the Bundesliga now, they're they're a solid team. But mm-hmm. back then, they are like the second best team in, in Germany after Bayern Munich, which is which I forget best. all the time. Yeah. yeah, and at that point, a few things to note when he signs. Right, um, he is uh, six. He's sixteen or seventeen. Um, this is right before the U seventeen World Cup Championship. But he's signing for a team that's really really good. Um, and there's another American on that team. Do you know who that is? Was it like a goalkeeper? No, he's a a famous right back for the U.S. national team with flowy hair. I was about to say Trundolo. Do you mean Frankie? Yeah, Frankie Hayduk was uh, was in Leverkusen at the time. He was signed before, yeah. 
And uh, also, I think it's pronounced "Hey, dude." Hey, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Frankie. Hey, dude. Um, he signed, uh, leaving the Tampa Bay Rowdies, going to Barrett Luke's, which is again, if you look, think about I it, I never knew that. It's how kind of I... impressive. Like he was, went to the second best team. Well, in how Germany. old was he when Donovan was also there? So Donovan was sixteen. I think Frankie. Hey, dude. Hey, Duke. <laughs> um, <laughs> it must have been like twenty-four. Wow. Or 24 or 23. Um, and he, uh, right back, coming from MLS, you know, Tampa Bay, um, from Tampa Bay. And uh, he um, was a like a bench player. But, like, by the time at the end of that 99 season, I think he's he's starting 10 out of 11 games. So he's a player. Like, he's, like, yeah. getting playing time on a really, really good team. Just to reiterate how good this team is, second second place in against uh, Bayern Munich, three times out of the four seasons before Landon signed, right? And um, uh, and and that midfield at the time is Michael Ballack, zero Bordeaux. Ooh, like yeah. really, really good. Yeah, right. Um, so he signs to like a really good team, um, and. Then he goes to the U seventeen World Cup, so like he's playing for the reserves. Where he gets gold, golden ball. He gets golden ball. Yeah, which means he's like, at the time, seen as like one of the top, if not the best, U seventeen prospect in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And he signed on a really, really good team. He's on the reserves. He's starting for the reserves, and he's doing really well. So like, you would think like, all right, and, and he he's not getting. He didn't get his first uh, first team debut. But also that first team is really good, and they're really fighting to. Go, they're neck and neck with Bayern Munich. They end up not getting first, but they're really. I think five games out were actually leading Bayern. Munich. And that means championship, uh, Champions League qualifications. Yeah, and and they're 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 um they're Champions League. So you have a manager who obviously signed, not just Landon Donovan, but they signed Frankie Hayduk. Yeah, and is playing Frankie Hayduk. You know, huh. to a certain degree. And he's getting second place. And the manager's name is Christoph Daum. That's his name. Okay. Right. And so he's led Leverkusen to three second place finishes out of four years. And the and this is the year 2000. And, and the Germany national team vacancy coach, the coach is a vacant spot. And everyone is saying it's going to Daum. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, For and like then, the national team, right? Yeah, for the national yeah. team because he's he's done so well and and then the Daum incident happens, which and is what? What does that mean? The Daum incident is the press um, started reporting that Christoph Daum uh, has been partaking in parties, specifically of the cocaine laced prostitute orgy variety. Um, and so that makes national <laughs> news, right? And uh, Daum like really is like he's like he's he's like definitely not take a piece of my hair to prove that it wasn't me like DNA test what? me like I'm gonna sue for defamation and uh, and and the press takes him up on it and they test his uh, the hair not for DNA but you know you can drug Wait, test they hair actually did it yeah they, you can drug test hair and uh in they his call, hair they called a bluff they called a bluff and it has cocaine in the hair right? <laughs> why would you even offer that yeah and then he goes down then goes like it wasn't me it's not my hair <laughs> and you know they're like uh and uh eventually like he admits to uh, maybe not to the party aspect but like using cocaine and it's like a huge incident right obviously he doesn't get the german national team 
job. But he also gets let go from Leverkusen because <laughs> it's like a, a, a giant and This is the guy who brought Donovan in. Brought Donovan in, big finishes, brought Frankie Hayduk in, you know, oh, like, man. right? And so with a new coach <laughs> often comes uh, yeah. a different opinion. And the new coach is this guy named Bergie Vopes. Happens a lot. Yeah. And uh, he just does not rate Donovan or, or Frankie Hayduk, to be honest. Um and part of the reason is because Donovan is is going back and forth with the U.S. a lot um, to play on the youth national teams. And even at this point, he's starting to get full national team caps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think, signaled to Vogue, who's like an old school like manager, that he's not committed. So he would come back, and not only was he not brought into the first team, you know, he's demoted to not even the reserves. He's playing on the U19 squads. He's like, oh, wow. Right. And going to more lower, lower level teams. And so at this point in 2001, you know, um, Landon and his agent, uh, Richard Moskin, um, and Nike, because he's been signed with Nike for right. a while now. Right. Like, again, it's listen, at a certain point, he's seen as one of the best prospects in the world. And, and obviously, Amer- being American, like Nike signing him being like, Hey, you're, you could possibly be the next big thing. So, you know, we need, we need our asset to be playing somewhere not being in a U19 team somewhere, especially if you're not getting along with him. Um, and, but Leverkusen knows that he's valuable, right? They're not just going to let him go. And he signed for six years. It's not like, you know, now mm-hmm. if you can sign at 16, 18, that means you have a European passport. And if you're not signed to a full team contract, you're not, going to be locked in for more than a year or two years right having a six-year contract yeah means leverkusen has all all the keys so mls is like really wants him mm-hmm. and and the deal is a two-year loan and mls pays a four million dollar loan fee which is a huge a amount loan? of loan yeah for a loan right and um and but that's how much he's wanted. I mean, right, right. he's getting full U.S. national team caps, and obviously by his performance on the youth teams, like he is the real deal, right? And so, so, uh, so, so before before that next part, this completely changes a lot for me. Hearing all this now, like, what do you think about people saying that he failed over there? I mean, we we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't think it's fair in this point because like, you know. Changes a manager's, and if a manager doesn't rate you, like, what are you going to do? Like, and you're that young and you're over in Europe and you just want to play, play and yeah. be in California. You're like, you're like, and, yeah, you're turning 18, you're obviously good enough, you want to get playing time. Getting loaned out is normal, so this is not a time where you're like, oh, he's a failure in Europe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just sounds like it sounds like he just got a bad break. Okay. Yeah. Right, hold that thought. We'll we'll keep going. All right. All right. So he gets. Uh, he's from Cali, right? So he wants to play for LA Galaxy, but that's not how MLS rules work. Nope. And if you listen to season one, you know that already. Yeah. You can't just sign for people, especially if you're unless US. you're Freddie Adu. And then you like you negotiate <laughs> for it. Yeah. But um, the way the rules work is anyone who's signing in needs to be based on allocation. Allocation is a rule where it it um, promotes teams that aren't good to get that asset mm-hmm. either to trade away to another team to get something else or to get the player and so the san jose earthquakes had it um they weren't good the year before 
and they wanted Landon Donovan. So they got Landon Donovan, right? So he comes in and he's an automatic hit, like starter and star. He goes to the All-Star game. He's the MVP. He nets seven goals, 10 assists in like less than 1,700 minutes. And he takes San Jose all the way to MLS Cup, right? So this is the one that was in the first one in a neutral venue. It was in the Crew Stadium, the first soccer-specific stadium. Again, if you haven't listened to season one, there's a whole episode on that one as well on the stadium itself. And it's against the LA Galaxy, right? Mm. His hometown team. Mm. They go down a goal right before, um, right immediately. Uh, and But right before half, Donovan scores the equalize. And in overtime, in golden goal, which is a weird rule. It's not weird Again, to another me. episode it's in season one. It's not weird to me, man. I love it. Um, in golden goal, D. Rosario wins the cup for San Jose, who came off the bench. Um, Dero. And Landon, as an 18-year-old, led all players with um, with five playoff goals. I mean, he's legit at 18, right? Yep. Um, if you compare that with, like, Freddie Adu, who was, like, also, like, equal levels hyped at a youth level, equal levels good. I mean, Freddie Adu was probably even better at, at the U-20 level. Um, with what he's done during his time yeah. with the youth. Yeah. But he was never this good at any point in his career in MLS. No. Than Donovan's first year. You know, like... Um, and he's winning championships, critical player. He's home-ish, right? He's, he's, in San, he's in the Bay Area, not in LA. But, like, he's home... Compared to dreary parts of Germany, this is much closer to home than, than the past, right? And now he's a critical player, right? And... Um, and he's a he's a feature in the U.S. men's national team because of this. <clears throat> it's it's easy to forget, um, you know. I know we're not talking about U.S. soccer in, in 2002 World Cup. He's That's a, what I was saying in the very beginning of the episode. It's so hard not to. He's a main he's a mainstay. Him and Beasley are, but the mm-hmm. reason why he's called in for that is because not only is his youth performance good, but now he's like a star at a professional level, right? Yeah, and, and that's helped a lot. So. Um, so he ends up spending a lot of time in, in the U.S. national team. Um, he only plays 20 games a season-ish because of that. Back in the day, it's not so much so now. But if you were getting caps and appearances for a national team, you were missing a lot of games for MLS, right? So mm-hmm. so when I say these stats, know that it's like 21, 22 games, not the full season, right? Which makes it even more impressive. Then you have... 2003, he gets first time his MLS best 11. It's a second MLS Cup run um, for the Earthquakes. It features, uh, to date, the best comeback in league history in a playoff series um, against the LA it's Galaxy. It's insane. If it happened in modern day MLS, like if it happened today, it'd be such a huge story. Yeah, it'd be such a huge story. So, um, I'm not if- saying it wasn't back then, but it's just like, I think it would be so much bigger even now. Yeah, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, in, in the comments, I'll have a link to like a 10-minute mini documentary that MLS has done on it mm-hmm. that does a really good job. But it's uh, it's basically the 2003 Western Conference Finals, or Western Conference Playoffs. It's a two-leg, away goals don't matter, don't really matter, but it's against LA, right? Mm-hmm. And San Jose uh, loses the first leg um, away, 2 nothing, And then the first, like, 15 20 minutes of the second leg they're down two nothing at home so they're down four nothing in aggregate right and then agu scores on a free kick landon scores on a breakaway 
classic, mm-hmm. right? Um, momentum's on their side. They scored two more goals in the second half. The, the, the tying goal, the fourth goal is in the 90th minute, right? It goes extra time, and then Landon has an assist on the golden goal to, to complete the comeback. It's like an all-time comeback. Um, and so, yeah, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, please check out the link. It's a, it's a, one of those great series and it's great good moments watch, for in sure. Major League Soccer history. And again, quick to note, like San Jose and LA are, are rivals, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they call it the Classico. And and Landon in three years have done it, done it twice against LA, right? Um, he has always stepped up in big games. Yeah. Which is true. definitely a, a theme in his career. Yeah. All right. So after the 2004 season, again, it's incredible to think about. This is like three seasons in Major League Soccer after one season with Bayer Leverkusen in their youth and, and reserve teams, one and a half. He's still under contract under Bayer Leverkusen at this point. It's like brand That's new crazy. brand new yeah. management. Brand, this is a whole new, whole new management team. So um, they recall him up. I mean, he's obviously good enough to play, right? And they're like, all right, after the 2004 season, come back. Oh, man. What? You're right. I should I should have waited. I totally forgot he had to go back. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he got he got called yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this time around, um he gets I mean, he's on the first team. He gets playing time. He, he there's seven games. He starts two. He doesn't do great by any means. Like, mm-hmm. but he's he's in the consideration. Like he's obviously talented enough. He's like 23. He's not a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. Um in in LD missed home. I mean, this is it comes down. That's to when it. he started being like, "Yo, California, I gotta be in California. I gotta be in California. I miss home, right?" I he puts in a transfer request. He's like, "I just I, I had I, my timeline all confused. I thought it yeah all happened at once. I miss yeah. home, and um, I I need to go home." Uh, he didn't sit and fight for his squad. And listen, I don't I don't think um I don't blame him for it. Like. You got to do what makes you happy. He cares about Major League Soccer. Right. That's why he's an all-time great of Major League Soccer, right? It not, did not make him any worse of a player for the U.S. national team, nope. obviously. Nope. Right? Um, he just wanted to go home. And, and so it wasn't just leaving Germany, right? So as he put in his transfer request, uh, Portsmouth, who was an EPL team at the time, wanted him. They were going to put in an offer for him. And he was like, I'm not going anywhere but... California. California. Yeah. Right? And... And that, I think, is where, hey, did you make it in Europe? That's when it first started. I think that's like a fair criticism. I wouldn't criticize a player for it. But like, that is, I think, where criticism comes into play. All it's right. great for Major League Soccer. Yeah. That's what this podcast is about. But I think what you were talking and, about. And uh, honestly, like the, the loan spell he had with Everton was like, I remember him doing very well in that short amount of time. So... We're, we're gonna get there. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm. It's my favorite player. Yeah. How do you? Expe- what do you expect me to do, man? I'm gonna <laughs> jump the gun. We're, we're gonna get there. <laughs> All right. So he he, he he's like, he, I want to go back to California. So obviously, Major League Soccer is like, all right, great, come back to California. That's not how things work in Major League Soccer. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so the rights would normally stay with San Jose. I mean, he was gone for a few months, right? So you'd be like, oh, San Jose has the rights. Nope. Because when Landon Donovan leaves the first time, what Major League Soccer does at, at that time is they give you allocation dollars. That's different than the allocation order. Mm-hmm. That means like you have enough resources to buy down salary that you can use on a salary or you can trade to someone else. 
Um, the GM of the Earthquakes at the time is Alexi Lawless. Mm-hmm. Trades it away for Rico Clark. Rico Clark's a very good player, right? He I'm is. sure they weren't thinking that Landon was going to come back in a few months. They were like, let's get an asset in here. Right. Um, but because they do that, they lose the rights to Landon Donovan. And now it goes into allocation order, which is, again, the same process. Like it, First, Dibs is on pretty much the worst team at the time. And that team is FC Dallas. Landon doesn't want to go to FC Dallas. So LA Galaxy trades Carlos Ruiz ah to fc dallas to get Got it to get um the rights for landing down of it and the galaxy who have been tormented by this player mm-hmm. now get their guy um so he goes to like their the rival right so san jose earthquake fans are not pleased no and they not have more pleased. they have more damage coming their way yeah because uh, because yeah. they end up getting moved to houston yep. for a while right yep um but he returns, and he becomes the highest-paid domestic American player ever. At that point, he's making $900,000 a year, which is a lot of money. Especially at that time. At that time, right? And it is MLS Best 11 again in 2005, uh, now bringing LA Galaxy an MLS Cup um, versus the New England Revolution in, in MLS Cup 2005. At age 23, he's already now the all-time leader in goals and playoffs. Wait, wait, say that one more time. At age 23, in 2005, mm-hmm. he's already the all-time leader in MLS goals <laughs> in playoffs. Like, he just shows up, right? Yeah. I, I mean, this is his third MLS Cup. It's pretty crazy. Right. Right? All right. Fast forward, next big moment is 2007, LA Galaxy. What happens in 07? That's a very broad question, man. A lot happened in 07. It's like the uh, it it caused the LA Galaxy to change their logo, their jersey, mid year. See, when you ask a question like that, I'm like, I'm graduating high school, I'm <laughs> going to college. Oh, Let's true, think true, about true. myself first. Oh yeah, sorry. Because you did that to me before. It's like, what happened in 2008? And I answered, and you're like, no, the economic collapse. <laughs> like, I'm like, what do you want me to say to anything? <laughs> what happened with the LA Galaxy? All right, in rebranding. I got it. Yeah. They signed David Beckham. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a fair question to ask. I don't know, but he's Steve Kerr, so I mean, how much do I really oh remember? God. All right, so <laughs> with David Beckham, which was signed midseason, if, if they like this is crazy to think about. Midseason, in the middle of the season, they changed their jersey, mm-hmm. their logo, mm-hmm. their manager. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of designated players started. Mm-hmm. Sponsors in front of jerseys, which was not a thing. Now Herbalife. Herbalife. Um, Beckham comes in. They immediately take away the captain's armband from Donovan. Give yeah. it to David Beckham. Yeah. And by the way, the team was bad, like not good. They missed the playoffs. They're really, really not good. In two thousand eight, so the following year, the tension between Beckham and Landon is really, really high, and it's boiled over. And if you haven't read. Grant Wall's Beckham Experiment. It's a great book Must that read. talks about it. Yep. Um, which talks about how there was so much tension between the team and Beckham based on like economic disparity and like Beckham's team just like demanding things and like how Rude Hulett was not a good coach and and Landon is is not happy. So he goes into uh FU mode. Oh just straight this up. This is what F-U I love mode. about him the most. This is why I really love a player like Donovan. Yeah. It's like when bad things happen to him, 
He goes off. He goes off. He goes off. This is like the thing that I think people forget about him. And and like the European, and it's, oh, that's another thing that's like very Jordan like. Yeah, it's very yeah. Jordan like. The people, what people forget about him because of what you said uh, on his experience in Europe at the time, they called him soft because of that, and they mm. well, the nickname they Landy gave him, cakes. Landy Cakes. Yeah, but like on the field, if he feels slighted, he goes in fu mode, just like the any true competitor does, right? Right. And he's like, all right, you you signed this guy, right, so what? He's coming from Real Madrid. Like, he's not the best player on this team. I'm the best player on this team, right? And I, let's say the 2008 LA Galaxy was a garbage team. But Landon Donovan went off. He had 20 goals, 9 assists in 2,100 minutes. That's a 1.22 goals and assists per 90 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. To put that in perspective, like, one of the best years ever, and at the time it was undoubtedly the best year of all time was Jovinko's MVP season in 2015. Right. Jovinko did about 1.22 yeah. goals and assists per 90. Like the reason why the numbers were even crazier is again, Landon played for the U S national team and missed games in MLS. If not for that, those numbers would have been ridiculous. Yeah. Like incredible numbers. I mean, you right? say 1.2 or something like that. My, my thought would be like Jovinko Vela when he won golden boot. Yeah, I mean, Vela and Golden Boot was like a 1.5. Like he yeah, just it was went, ridiculous. Yeah, but, but 1.2 like, yeah. was like an all-time number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and he was incredible that year from a statistical standpoint on a really bad team that was self-imploding. You know, and, and that's his, I think, first big I think F-year. self-imploding is being kind. I yeah. think what they were doing was messed up. Yeah, I mean, they were bending was, over backwards yeah. for Beckham. Right. Like, um and but he's MLS best eleven and this is like starting two thousand eight he's MLS best eleven for five straight seasons after this like yeah consistent greatness oh nine Bruce Arena is hired finally like a competent coach that cares Beckham goes on loan to AC Milan do you remember he used to he used to do he, this? didn't he do that in the middle of the season too or something like that he did this in the off season but he wouldn't come back until the AC Milan season was over which right. was mid season for the LA That's Galaxy. That's what I meant yeah. And fun fact, in 2009-2010, Beckham played a combined of 18 games for the Galaxy. 18 games because he would do the AC Milan right. loans and then he would take some time off to give his body yeah. a break. Yep. And then he would come back, right? Um, needless to say, Bruce Arena made El- Landon captain again. You know, you say that and now I feel like I'm being disrespectful to Steve Kerr, <laughs> you know? At least Steve Kerr showed up, man. Yeah. At, no, least, I mean, at least Kerr dropped the shot to win one of those championships. People forget Beckham Beckham was, um, at this point, not liked at all. No. He would he would redeem himself later with um, the 2011-2012 seasons when he stayed for the entire year and the Galaxy won championships. But at this point, like it's clearly Landon's team. Bruce Arena has has come over. As soon as Beckham comes back midseason, this is when the the book came out um, with Landon's quotes about Beckham, and and Arena made Beckham and Landon basically have it out yeah. in a private room and talk about it, and and it just clear the air. And they're much improved in 09, right? So they end up going to MLS Cup. They lose to Real Salt Lake in that MLS Cup. Um, but they're they're obviously way better than they were in 08 and 07. Right. 2010, Landon signs a new contract. It's four years. Now it's two million a year, 
right? So he's a he's a legit millionaire domestic player. Um, and this time his contract says he can go on loans now. Unlike David Beckham, yes. he he doesn't come back when the European season is over. He comes back as soon as MLS, MLS starts, up, starts up again. Right, and he doesn't take time off, which he'll come back to. And yeah. this is where his loan is to Everton. We're going to skip the Bayern loan. The less said about that, the better. Do- I vaguely remember it. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't really too excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it's Klinsman. It, it comes back up. Like, whatever. It just did not yeah, go well. Yeah, let's just not even go there, man. But the Everton loans go really well. Yeah. Do you remember those games? Yeah, do I remember, man? I, I This is back when I was playing FIFA. It's an ongoing bit in this series about how I'll never buy another FIFA game. But at that time, I remember logging on to FIFA and picking Everton and just wrecking everybody with, with Donovan. Yeah. And, um, and his first game, he just, like, he, like, owned... Ashley Cole. Yeah. And he, yeah, I remember it. And uh he's he's made for like the English game, like his style, right? Yeah. It's like fast, direct, counterattack. And um in that in that first month, he's Everton's player of the month. Um if you look at his stats, very good. Uh I don't know how much you care for who scored ratings, but the ratings that he had there are pretty consistent to what you see Pulisic getting now. Yeah. Right? Like he was playing at that level for yeah, Everton. And the Everton the, the Everton fans loved him. And Everton was desperate to try to keep a hold on hold on to him for, at least for the end of the season, like the Beckham. Mm-hmm. But LA Galaxy was not having it. And no, like, and I don't think back. he would either. Yeah. Like I think he genuinely cares about California as a whole. <laughs> yeah. And so um he comes back. Two thousand ten is really good. LA Galaxy wins the shield, so that's the first trophy under the, in the Beckham Donovan era. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but they lose in the playoffs. 2011, now the difference is midseason they sign Robbie Keane and that unlocks basically... The actual Scotty Pippen. <laughs> and that, that unlocks um, MLS. I mean, Scotty Pippen... The thing is, I think Robbie Keane and Landon Donovan take turns on being the best player on that team. Yeah, but, I agree. Uh, um, they win MLS Cup. They beat Dynamo. 2012, they do a back-to-back, right? Beat Dynamo again. Mm-hmm. Um, Dynamo obviously is a... Uh, is basically the the old San Jose Earthquakes team. <laughs> yep. So like it, like again, Landon just beats his rivals, whoever they might be, he right? Does. And and 2012, uh, Beckham retires. This is where Landon famously takes times off, right? In the beginning of 2013 season, remember mm-hmm. he was like, "My body needs time off. I need to mentally take a break away from soccer." Yep. Um. And looking back at it, you know. David Beckham went to AC Milan, finished the year at AC Milan, then took some time off before rejoining the the Galaxy. Yeah. Landon would take his offseason and just play more soccer and then come back and play more soccer. He and then, legitimately did not have a break for yeah, ever. And then would play whenever the U.S. called him up. Like, he just kept playing soccer, right? So right. looking back at it, I was like, a break kind of makes sense. And I think he was putting it lightly because we... If we were to go look at it in retrospect now, what Donovan was really, really, really talking about was, you know, mental. Like, yeah. Like mental health of athletes. Yeah. And that wasn't really talked about back then. It was then. never talked about. And I about. think it's it way, never more, talked about. way more talked about now. I mean, the NBA, you talk about people having breaks, like making sure in a long season. But it really wasn't taken well, I mean, famously by Jurgen Klinsmann. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, also Bruce. I mean, Bruce Arena was like, all right, cool. But like the Captain Arms Band is going to Robbie Keane now from on. Fair. Um, At least it wasn't just handed to him. Yeah. Um, and then 2014, again, not to talk about U.S. soccer a lot, but this is where he's famously cut from the World Cup team. Um, from Klinsman, again, yeah. tied back to the Bayern loan that didn't do, go well, uh, and taking time off in 2013. He comes back from being cut from that, and he goes into FU mode round two. Yeah. 10 goals, 19 assists. So he has his hand in 29 goals. It's an incredible stat year. Um, almost one goal and assist per 90 games. It's actually the only year in MLS that he's in 30 games. Again, because at, at a certain point, he's not in the U.S. national team for the first time in his career. Right. right. And so and the he irony has, being like one of the excuses that Klinsman gave was like, oh, he's not fit enough to be on the squad. Which is crazy. This is a crazy, it's like, crazy well, comment. Okay. So, I'm sure Donovan was like, okay, <laughs> we can play 30 games in MLS and just wreck things dominate yeah and um he doesn't win mvp that year robbie Keane does robbie Keane also had an incredible year yeah, so not to take he not taking anything away but landon donovan that year had seven men of the matches he averaged three and a half key passes a game i mean those are ridiculous stats and at the end of that year age 32 he retires i mean he obviously can still play really really well he's just like i don't want to play anymore like i'm done right right he retires like Owning all the records, 32 years old. He comes back for a little bit in 2014. I um, mean, 2016. Very out of shape. Um, I don't know yeah. if you remember that. No, like, I... Yeah, of like Very out of shape. Obviously, yeah. being in retirement for a while. And then he does a little bit in Club Leon and Liga MX in 2018. But, like, to me, that's like Jordan's Wizards years. We, we, we talk about it. We, <laughs> we don't talk have about to. that. Um, it's kind of novelty. Like, novelty appearances. But, like... Yeah, it's crazy to think about a guy really effectively retired at 32 uh, and still has, like, dominant records in this league. Uh, yeah, but he, he he retires at 32 having played soccer at a professional level his, half of his entire life. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's like 14 or 15 years in MLS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that's the story. That's the story of uh, Landon Donovan. What is he doing now? He's the part owner and executive VP and head coach for the USL side, San Diego Loyal, which mm-hmm. is like his hometown team, mm-hmm. which started this year. Tough year to start a league, to be honest. Twenty twenty, as start a team. Also, man, like three. It's tough jo- year to do anything. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Look uh, look at our conditions now. Yeah, we have true. our we have my microphone on top of a briefcase because it's a flat surface on top of pillows in mom and dad's house. Yeah, in Jersey right and now. And the only reason why we're doing this in, in person and live together is because we both took COVID tests to show that we're negative. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're in our own bubble, <laughs> <laughs> not in Orlando, but in New Jersey right oh, now, man. Um, so yeah, he's part owner. Executive VP and ops and head coach of USL. It's a lot of it's a lot of titles, but I guess when you're in USL, you got to do a lot of things. And um, but yeah, that's what he's up to now. He he did a bit of commentating, and um, he's always a he's a legend, man. Um, specifically uh, in MLS and US soccer and, and everything. Um, best season. Uh, it's either going to be 2008 or 2014. Fu years, uh, and the guy showed up constantly against. Whenever he was doubted, um, 
did it against his rivals in MLS yeah. and famously against uh, in US against Mexico as well. Um, literally, the MVP trophy is named after him for a reason. Greatest player that MLS has ever seen and will likely have will see in in the near future. Easily the number one person to walk in the MLS Hall of Fame. Yeah, you have to start here. Yep. Off to you, man. Favorite Landon Donovan moment? I had to kind of go back for this one. I mean, I think... Uh, I mean, if you're doing if you're doing goals, you got to talk about... I think this happened in 09 against the New England Revolution where he hit that volley that had a ridiculous curl on it. Like, didn't make sense watching the replay. There's still debate whether it was deflected or not. But he like curls his ball from outside of the box, probably like twenty yards out, maybe more. Um, so much bend on it, like I think off the post, past Matt Reese, who does like <laughs> this is gonna be an obscure reference that you're gonna get. <laughs> us sitting here, not at all soccer related, but basically I don't know why I'm doing this. Slayer in guilty gear, lying down on the side with an elbow on the ground, hand oh, on yeah. face, like after yeah. he's defeated, yeah. and just smiling. Like Matt Reese just smiles about it. He's yeah. just like, what was I supposed to do about that? Yeah. And that, I think it was what? Uh, 09 goal of the year, I believe? Oh, oh, 08, I think. Oh, eight? oh no, 09. It, it was his MVP year. Yeah. Um, I think that is like one of his best goals. I think there are some goals that he scored that are probably better than that but um yeah i just have to give that a mention another moment that i really liked i vaguely remember this we'll probably try to find a clip of it is like he scores a header i think it was against the dynamo and it's it's that classic fu mode donovan where he he does this die he scores his diving header over a center back and the center backs like also dove for it and he's like face down on the grass and donovan's just standing over him talking mad ish like he's (laughs) screaming at him yeah screaming at him like it's unbelievable to me he doesn't get a card or anything yeah Uh, yes he has a little bit of dark arts inside of him he has some of the dark arts i don't think he's ever been red carded by the way which is crazy there's um in the in the comeback the Mm -hmm. the comeback game yeah when donovan scores the goal the breakaway he's um he's bumped a little bit by tyrone marshall like a little bit a little bit and the dude falls over, covering his face, rolls around. Like, straight up dark arts, trying to mm. get the red card. Because he's like, we're down two goals, we need any help. We, we got to do yeah, something. The, the dude, the dude um, is is keen on the dark arts sometimes. And I, I, but I don't think as far as that kind of gamesmanship, I don't think he... Uh, uh, I don't think he's bad. And, and I, th- I think, like... Because I, I remember games where Donovan would get fouled in the box and he would just get up and continue you know yeah look let me say the dark arts i i uh not to borrow from klinsman but there's sometimes where u.s players need to be good at that you know it's like not not diving but like in part of being like aggressively trying to win you're trying to get as many advantages as you possibly can we can we can have a honesty works against you in soccer conversation yeah another another maybe for a bonus ode because we got plenty of those but to my favorite Donovan kind of goal moment. In Major League Soccer. In Major League Soccer. Because in the U.S. Soccer, it's obviously. There's so many. 
there's so many, but we're keeping it to MLS, as we've said. Um, we have to go back to 2003. So he's on the earthquakes. And the quality of this goal, in comparison to his other goals, isn't all that impressive. Okay. So I'm just putting that out there <laughs> before anybody hates on me on whatever. Yo, this is your media. favorite moment. It is. It, it can't is. be incorrect. All right. So... Uh, San Jose versus, I believe it was Kansas City. Yep. 2003. I think Donovan scored a hat trick that game. Yep. It's the first hat trick, I think, in San Jose history. Really? Yeah. Okay. In MLS. Yeah. So it was one of those three goals. Yep. And it starts like all the way out on, like, <laughs> again, football field hash marks. It starts out on like the 40 yard line. Sorry, on the 40 yard line. <laughs> And he does a combination play with two separate players. I forget who the first player is. The second player is with uh, Dero. Um, but it's just like perfect video game-esque passes. One touch. One, like one or two touches max. Some dribbling. And he just does, he, he does it like in a full motion, no wasted energy. Straight at goal, easy. Like Dayro hits the perfect pass back in to cross over on the ground, easy tap in. So like the the quality of the goal itself, like the actual goal scored, really not impressive. Everything that happened before that, the reason why I'm picking this moment, is quintessential LD. Like he knows where to go next as soon as that ball touches his foot, and as soon as it leaves his foot. He knows exactly where to be. It's almost as if, like, it's on the other players to make the right call. Yeah. You know? It's on the other player to, like, hit that one-time ball. Yep. Or to trap it and then dribble a little bit, then create space, then hit. It's up to that one player to hit the right cross. But he's there, you know? And he doesn't stop running. And at this time, he's super young. Super fast, um, yeah. And I just, I just watched that goal, and I'm like, that's classic LD to me in MLS. Yeah. Um, so the goal, we'll post like the the YouTube that shows all landing goals up until yeah, up until a point because yeah. I think the one that's on YouTube uh, doesn't cover 2014. Yeah. So we'll, we'll post this, and you can see this goal. I think it's goal number 23 in his career. If I'm correct, remembering. Yeah, it's twenty something. Yeah. It's early on in his career, and um, and and what you're describing, it's almost like a training ground exercise where you're like, yeah, it looks like in. he was like going by cones. Yeah, yeah, it's where ridiculous. you're like, you're running to goal, you pass to a player, they pass it back to you mm-hmm. as you're running, you pass to the next player to they a pass different it back player, to you, and then he crosses it in on the ground. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, uh, and he's making the game look like a training exercise. Yeah, nuts. And then everyone's just falling over themselves. Yeah. It's a it's a cla- it's it is a classic Landon Donovan a quintessential Landon Donovan goal. Yeah. It's a great pick. And um and and uh to do it at the young of age, first hat trick, it is a really good pick. Very hipster pick too. Not like uh not many people will be able to pick that out. <laughs> what did you what did you expect me to do? Though? Yeah, I, what, no, what I expect, expect nothing pick? less than hipster <laughs> picks here. Um, yeah, we'll put that up. I think it, it's always great to go back and appreciate how good of a player he was. Um, if anything, like the Everton games made you realize, like like you said, 
you know, he's always played with players mostly where he's not, he's clearly the best player, right? I mm-hmm. mean, in the late part of the Galaxy years when he was up top with Keane, you saw this thing where really, like, that partnership was awesome. And in Everton, you were like, oh my God, a full team of players as good as he is could possibly make him even better. And that's probably the one thing I wish I've seen, you know, more of is like... Right. Right. Him playing with players at his level, if not higher, because mm-hmm. I mean the dude was super talented. But but we're seeing that today, where we see Americans playing on teams where they're with players of equal or better quality. Yeah, now. yeah. I mean, right. All the th- if you were just following soccer now, all the great things you feel about Christian Pulisic, we feel about Landon Or Giorena. Yeah, Giorena. Yeah. So like, like and. Um, so yeah, it's a. It's, I think it's a good place to po- uh, end this podcast. Good, good first entry into our first class Hall of Fame. I'm not looking at the time, but I felt like this was a long one. But it's deserved. It's absolutely deserved. It's not displaying right now. There's oh, okay. no point watching. Yeah, got it. Um, and do I do I ask you for sources? What's going on? What's the format here? What do I do at the end of episodes now? Sources. Yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, I, I won't go into the details on this one, but like, I'm gonna post. Um, the video of the 10 minute recap of the, the comeback game. Mm-hmm. We're going to post a video of his goal compilation. I'll post a few sources. There's a, a good biography article on him that covers his like early part of the career. And then a few articles about his stints in Everton. Um, but I mean, the Donovan stuff is pretty like a lot of stuff that we talked about is, is well known. And I think some of it might be a little bit less well known, but you'll see some sources there. I <laughs> mean, I uh, who who knew about that cocaine thing? That's what I want to know. Um, That's insane. People who are really into Bundesliga circa nineteen ninety nine. Cool. Uh, and do you know? Do you happen to know uh, what we have in store for the next episode? Are we hopping over to women's for episode two? Um. So I think what you'll see from us so is are we going to do like a stagger as we kind of? I think it's going to be a stagger. Yeah. Um. And mostly, mostly because I think um, like the women's part is gonna is more intensive research for me. Good research. I want to really get underneath the details of yeah. it. It's not to say that we're gonna do all twenty five Hall of Fame and then twenty five of the twenty five stories that made the women's game here. But um, it might be like two Hall of Fame and then two. We'll stagger it. All right, we'll yeah. figure it out. Just like the rest of twenty twenty. Yeah, we'll yes. figure it out. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, so we will catch you next time. Yeah, this is normally when you have like a funny thing to say. I don't. I don't have a funny thing to say. I guess other than blonde Donovan isn't necessarily best Donovan. No, balding Donovan is the best Donovan. Balding Donovan. That that's the funny thing to say, and it's true. Balding <laughs> Donovan, best Donovan. Yeah, balding Donovan. That that like. That you've uh, that you have personally uh, like um, offended him. That's the best out of it. All right, guys. We'll catch you. Take it easy. Bye.